Free. Hi, welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And today's topic is starting a relationship after not being in a relationship for a very long period of time. We are doing this based on an article, What You Need to Know If You Haven't Dated in a Long Time, by Cassandra Brothbaugh. And she goes over a couple of different topics, namely about maybe about 10 things that you should consider before you start to date after, let's say, a dry spell. And not because you broke up with somebody, but sometimes it could just be a personal choice. Because nowadays, people are making the personal choice not to date for a period of time because they want to focus on themselves, maybe a career, um, family, finances, or something along those lines. So, so many times we get caught up in the idea or the thought that someone is single because they can't find someone. And a lot of times that's not the case. A lot of times if the person chooses not to sleep, that's a, that's a choice. Right. Because of whatever reason. And, you know, people are very critical of that. And they don't look at that sometimes it's a personal choice because maybe you want to grow or maybe you want to focus on your health or family or maybe you just want to reevaluate the relationships you have been in because sometimes that's a good thing to do. Step back and see what you have done or what you haven't done to cause whatever problem or whatever experience. Or even get over a hurt or pain because sometimes that's a good idea to do to to heal yourself before starting a new relationship. What do you think about that, Professor Love? Well, you know, um, a lot of times I don't know. I think be, you know we live in a time now where we're having difficulty juggling a lot of things because we have so much coming at us now that we're neglecting um, our own personal needs we're, we're, we're focused so much on getting work done but then we don't try to get work done when it comes to ourselves and because we're living in a time where we're bombarded by technology and we're bombarded by different visual images you know all of these things to excite your senses that um, I, I feel we're becoming robotic um, in that se- in that aspect, and we're neglecting our emotional needs and desires. And I don't feel that you know it's good to be on your grind and you know the whole nine. But I don't feel that you should neglect having social interaction because it's not only just about dating, which you're going to discuss. But aside from dating, it also affects your social interactions with people. And a lot of us are moving away from being socially interactive on on the, on on the whole on the grand scale. We really are. Mm-hmm. We're moving away from that, and that's dangerous because mm-hmm. that can affect how you have your dating relationship. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I agree. But I think a lot of times why people may focus on not socializing or not interacting in, you know, either trying to rush things is because they're trying to make up for time. Because a lot of times when we're younger, we, you know, there's, there was that thing or those words that were embedded in our head. Parents said it, grandparents said it, relatives said it, cousins, everybody said it. You know, you graduate high school, go to college, get a good job, get married, <laughs> right. have some kids. That was always pushed in your brain, whether you wanted to hear it or not. Somehow, some way, that was constantly hit in your head. So I feel that in addition to what you're saying, that for those who um, are trying to rush a relationship now or stay away from a relationship, part of it could also be that. Maybe when they were younger, they gave so much to their relationship. They gave so much of themselves. They, they tried to be the best that they could be on many on many many different times got hurt and now as they are older they realize time has is no longer their friend and they wasted so much time on the wrong person Mm -hmm. i remember i remember um i think just this morning steve harvey had a show where he was talking about getting married to the wrong person wow and sometimes we need to be grateful we're not in a relationship yet we're not married to someone yet Mm -hmm. or we have divorced someone or we left them or you know we're single because we're not grateful for those things and most people say why should I be grateful for not being married why should I not be grateful for not having children because maybe you weren't ready that's maybe you know you know, and that's the thing. We get bombarded with all those things that's telling us that we need to be in a relationship at a certain time, have children by a certain time, have a career by a certain time, have a house by a certain time. Everything is supposed to be on a certain time. And we rush to do that, not realizing that maybe that time isn't right for us. And a lot of times the time isn't right for us. Yeah. And we go ahead and follow, we, we follow a path that we shouldn't have followed and, and we didn't and you get know, the, the, the mm-hmm. no go ahead continue we didn't get the text message email uh instagram photo from from uh, the ancestors of god telling us the path that we should get because we we too busy being fast and trying to get into that relationship or trying right. to make it work and it's not the time to make it work. But go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Yeah, and I think that's why I think it's important that we're going to have this discussion about whether, you know, when you, after you've taken a, uh, a break, you know, after all, you've been in a previous relationship and you took a break and then you start dating, we, you more or less have to be very careful why you why you're doing this. Because sometimes we're so used to the same routine that we had with somebody else. And then we think if we jump into that same routine again um, with somebody else and not knowing that nothing really has changed. Meaning that you're bringing, you may be bringing that baggage into the the next 
relationship, which would be the dating relationship. And you have to, you know, that's why it's important. Like you say, you got to have that time. You may need that time because maybe it's not your time to really jump into anything really deep at the moment. Right. And also the article that we're referring to also makes mention the first first bullet that they put up there is make sure you're you're starting to date for the right reason. That goes for anything. I think make sure you date for the right reason, have sex for the right reasons, get married for the right reasons, go to school for the right reasons. Um Start a business for the right reasons. Make sure you do these things for the right reason, because a lot of times that's where the problem is. We rush into something to fit an agenda, to follow an agenda, a path that isn't meant for us to follow at this time. I'm not going to say ever, but at this time. So we really have to focus in on what are the reasons we're doing this. Is this really something that's really in our heart? Are we ready to date? Are we ready to to be friends with someone? And then also, are we ready? Like, are yeah. we what we want to attract? I mean, some people say, I want to date. Maybe they just want to be sociable, and that's fine. You don't have to be, you don't have to change unless you have a horrible personality or totally antisocial and don't know how to talk to people. Then that's when you would need to change to improve your social life. But if you are dating with a purpose to eventually have a relationship long-term or marriage, then you have to date or you have to become what you're trying to date. So if you want someone who is a family-oriented person, loving, um, it, it saves their money, has goals, objectives, doesn't curse, tries to take care of themselves, overall decent person, then you need to be a decent person too. Too I many agree. times people start, start looking or dating for someone who they're totally not. They're a party animal, they spend money like crazy, they sleep around, they smoke weed, they drink, they don't take care of themselves. But yet they want someone, they want to be with someone who they're not. And in the, and, and during the course of that relationship or dating process, they may wind up destroying that person. And, and it'll be a clash because the person who's not drinking and you're drinking or you're getting high every day doesn't do that. They yeah. like to take care of their body. They may go to the gym, get up at five o'clock in the morning, but you're still, you know, you coming in from the club at five o'clock in the morning. That's not going right. to necessarily work. And yeah, because that's like, you guys are like night and day. And then the other mm -hmm. bigger problem is you may not feel like you could take that person around other people because of the fact that, that, you know, you know, not saying that you worry about what other people say, but at the same time, if you got somebody that is a he they drink a lot whether he or she drink a lot or you know they um you know they they're a party animal and you're bringing them around people that are not like that <laughs> you know what i'm saying that could be a problem too because cuz they you know cuz they cuz your friends are going to be thinking like where did you get this one from you know that this person is totally the opposite of you. So, what is it that you are getting from them that you 
you know what, are you, what what is it that you're getting from them that you need and I'm not saying just to judge because you know we have friends and some of them like to party some don't but I'm saying in terms of dating if you're if that's the type of person if you're looking for a person like yourself why would you choose the opposite Well, and sometimes some we do. Choose we opposite. choose the opposite. But some, yeah, some people choose the opposite. I hope that person who's the opposite of them, their bad, their good habits will rub off on them. Right. To leave it in. So, like, we're trying, like, very like, fair to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, that's, that's totally it, unfair. It, it's like, you, what are you trying to do? You trying to reform them? You think right, no, like you said. Are you I, trying I, to I, rub? Are you trying to um, um, make them become like you are? No, they want to become them. Ah, oh. that's a lot of times. Sometimes a person will choose someone in the hopes that they'll become that person, or that person will save them. Like for example, if there's someone who is good with money and you're a spendthrift. Then you know they they got this person because they know that person will cover a bill. They got good credit. They can help them get a car, or that person will be a come up for them. You know, make them look better. You know, if this person is a pillar of the community, or if this person has a good heart, then they're thinking, hey, you know, people will respect me or love me more because I'm with this person. Right. And and you're right. And and that's and and right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's true because people get with people for a whole heck of a lot of reasons. And a lot of times, <laughs> you know, we might get with people that don't budget their money right. You understand what I'm saying? They spend out their behind for everything, you know, or they are just careless with certain things. They don't take care of like uh, personal hygiene care. Cause, cause I'm. I feel like to me, if you look in your best, I want you to look your best, and I want you to smell your best. I think it is at a certain age. If you don't know how to wash it behind, then that's a problem. Right, that is a problem. Because that's a problem before we even start dating. Like, you, you got that right, but but you'd be surprised <laughs> what people compromise on, and I, to me, I don't compromise on that. You know when your breath stink. You know when your behind stink. And you know, as women, we have to be very conscious of our crevices and how they smell. So I could well, not, that's true. you know what I'm saying? I cannot get up in somebody's face and I know that between my legs is smelling, my underarms are smelling. I'm just, a, I'm just a hot mess. Well, I think that applies for men too. I think just because women may have a few more crevices that that doesn't give men the carte blanche to, to walk away because, you know, right. your nut sack could be laying long too and it could be funky under there too. And if oh, you're listen. trying to get somebody to go down there, that you need oh, to no. clean that up. And, and, that's, up. And, and that's absolutely true. And the same thing, if, if you're having sex with someone and, you know, you, you could be dating this person and hygienically you you between your legs you you sour you little tart whoo listen don't do that and and and, and listen not only talking about young folks i'm talking about the older folks because you know young people have a smell and old people got a smell too <laughs> and we have to be conscious of our smells because i do believe 
when you're young, you got a certain kind of odor. When you get in your 30s and 40s, you got another kind of odor. You understand? And as you get older, you know, you 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 start smelling a certain way. You know? Mm-hmm. And we have well, to be... I also think that a lot of that comes from lack of uh, movement in the body. Because you got to remember, when you're younger, you're a lot more active. So, yes, you're right. You're going to have a certain scent. But as we get um, older, we become more stationary. So you got to remember the enzymes and everything that's working to get certain things pumping in out of the body are no longer being pushed like they did when they were younger. Right. So that that plays a role in, into it, too. So, mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I just think um, plain filtered water don't even have to be, you know, one of them body baths. <laughs> Open water goes a long way. That's right. Let's go to our next. <laughs> the, listen, listen. I, I, it does go a long way, and I'm gonna tell you something. When you get older, yes, that does go a long way. Cause I don't, you know, you don't want to be around nobody. When you are dating, you wanna, you wanna smell your best, look your best. You understand? You, you know what I'm saying? You be neat. Your clothes are neat. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to have name brand stuff or anything like that, but you want to look you want to look present your best. And I believe when you show that you're putting your best foot forward even in that, that that, that makes a mm-hmm. huge a huge statement in itself. And I and I have to give people their props for that because it's not about so much the money or anything. It's that you took the time to put yourself together, not only for yourself but for me, you know? Right. And so, I think that goes to the next one where we talk about communication, compromise, and patience. Communication, compromise, and patience. You know, because a lot of the times when we get into a relationship, and I don't even think it has to be after a long period of time. I just feel that we need to have those even in a short period of time. Like if you go for one or any relationship you have. You have to have those three basic things. Those things are imperative imperative to have. Where you show some form of patience with someone, some form of understanding, some form of compromise. And we need to learn that. And I think that's the foundation of any relationship. It's important that we do that. That's and understand right. that. And absolutely. And and the communication is key. I think we, you know, one thing that I like that's part of this second slide is the fact that it talks about patience. And that's one thing I find more and more as we continue to go into this millennium, people are losing patience. And patience is key. It's like when you cook in a roast chicken, you, you want that roast chicken to taste good, right? So you have mm-hmm. to slow roast that chicken. You know what I'm saying? You have to slow roast that chicken so that it could taste good. And that means you have to be patient with waiting for it to mm-hmm. be done. Right? So right. You, you have to have that patience. And I find that people are very short on patience today. They're too short. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 that's killing a lot of You know, that's also killing a lot of potential in terms of 
um, you know, you having a, a good relationship with someone because you're not, you're not waiting, you're not listening. Because when you, you, you know, in order for you to listen to people, you have to be patient. You, you don't be so anxious to get your thoughts out so quickly and try to over talk and everything like that. Because I feel like to me, when you're dating, you have to learn how to talk with people. When I say talk, know the rules of engagement. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you, you let the person say, and you can kindly interrupt them or whatever. But I just feel like to me, we're so busy that we, we, we wanna, we, we're not listening to the person and then we wanna just cut out having a real serious communicative conversation with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that that's really like uh, probably another show, but how to have a conversation, but also how to argue. Right. Yes, um, yes, yes, or, yes. Or to have a deep conversation with someone, because when you are involved with someone, it is very important that you hear them and listen to them. Mm-hmm. See, those are two different things. I can hear you, but doesn't mean I'm listening to you. That's right. Okay. And there's a lot, and a lot of people, of times, they, they, they just uh, not listening. Well, a lot of times, you, you got to remember, when we, when we talk or when someone talks, we, we, don't, we don't listen or we don't hear to respond. We hear to react. Right. The difference between responding and reacting is reacting is there's no thought. Right. You didn't think about what you were going to say or do you just said it and you know you let the chips fall where they lie or you just um Hey. Valerie. Valerie. Hello, we having a little bit of technical difficulties here. You know, we just uh, faded out. We're continuing our conversation about dating advice, um, you know, for, um, you know, people that are, you know, they want to get back into the game. But the fact of the matter is um, we have to be patient when it comes to, you know, trying to you know get into another relationship with someone you know and um we have to be conscious of that and know that we are you know we're trying to be on point with that so you know that's critical to any relationship that you have to have um you have to have communication and communication is key to any kind of relationship especially when you're dating and you have to have patience um, as well um, on that point you know what I'm saying so definitely you want to make sure that that is done and I'm still trying to reach back with Valerie she's going to get back online and we're going to continue our conversation hello hey we lost connection there yeah. You know, um, what I did was I continued on with, but continue talking your point about the communication. I'm sorry right now? Yeah, yeah, continue. Okay. Um, 
when we when we listen to someone, we don't listen to respond. We listen to react. React is when we don't think about what we're saying. Mm-hmm. We just listen to the main point so that we can get our point across or, or to hurt someone's feelings. Right. And we don't take into account everything that they're saying in its totality. So the same, you know, whereas when you respond, that means you've taken in everything that they said, you've taken some time, you thought about it, and then you came up with your answer or your your response to them. And when you do that, it usually lessens any hurt that's involved. Because a lot of times when we, we react and we start yelling at a person and we start saying things, we don't realize it. And then you don't, un- what most people don't understand is words are more powerful than physical. Now, some people can argue and say, oh, but you know, with the physical, you can get hurt, you've got a broken bone, you can do whatever, whatever, whatever. But the difference is nine times out of 10, you can com- recover from a physical hurt. But That's right. when yes. it comes to what stays in the brain, if I say something to you, it's going to last a lot longer than that physical hurt. Right. Because the brain automatically, okay, and, you know, this is uh, ling- linguistics or, or you no know, neuro-linguistics programming. This has to do with it. You have to break the pattern. Humans have a tendency to keep about 80% bad thoughts in their head. And when I say bad, meaning low self-esteem or something like that. But the Mm -hmm. person who doesn't has a habit of saying things that are positive, that Mm -hmm. negate those. So the more positive we take in, the lesser the bad that we'll keep in. Right. So when you are saying something negative to someone and they care for you, that's going to resonate in their brain and stay there a lot longer than a mm-hmm. physical hurt. Right. Uh, unless it's broken. And even then, it, it still takes a very long time. So mm-hmm. I don't want to get too, too much on a tangent. But it's important that you really respond. And too many people get caught up in that, especially us women. Now, one good tip or some good tips when you're arguing with a significant other, and I'm not going to get too deep into it because that's another show, um, try being quiet mm-hmm. and writing down what you want to say. Because if you write down your thoughts or opinions or feelings that you did not get to express while that person was expressing theirs, right? if you have them, then it'll be easier for you to repeat them or recite them at a later date and time. Because when mm-hmm. you don't, that's when our anger builds up. That's when we want to whoop your ass and cuss you out and we don't even know why. Because we didn't get that opportunity to express what was going on in our mind. Right. And it's important. But just as much as it's important for us to write it down so that we can repeat it at a later time, mm-hmm. it's just as important as that person who we're talking to, to listen. Right. That's right. And then respond. Mm-hmm. Right, listen and then respond. Yes. Exactly. 
so definitely, you know, and I think that's very important. Because we have to understand those things. Right, we do. It is. It's, 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 and, and it's even more so important when we decide to get back into a relationship. When I say consciously that, okay, I want to date or I want to, you know, I want a boyfriend or a long-term relationship, then I have to start doing some preparation. And if I wasn't successful, you know, and that's why even before that preparation, we got to take the time to think about what it is that caused problems in past relationships or what feelings did we have? Like maybe one of my issues is I feel that I didn't get to express myself. Right. So if I did, if I feel that I did not get to express myself in my in, in my past relationships, then all the more reason for me to learn how to properly or get my point across. That's why I said part of it is also taking the time to write things down, write it down, or reciting it, tape recording it, doing anything that I can. And then taking the time to talk to the person who I choose to be with. That's right. Now, another thing you got to look at is how that person responds. Because if they are not showing a willingness to communicate, compromise, or be patient, then the next question is, is that the person I want to date? Right. Is that the person? That's a very... You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to know if that's the person you want to date. Because if, you, if you're if you with someone that they just block out what you say, like you said, they're hearing you, but they're not listening, or they don't value your opinion. Because I think that's another thing. If you, you know, you want to know that your ideas are being heard, you want to know that they value your opinion, um, or that, you know, they really feel that you have something positive to say to them or that you know you they encourage you I think that's important because we could talk about all the other stuff about you know um you know going out and all this other stuff but I think what's critical and to me a major component when you're dating is you that communication I have to see that you're the type of person that you don't try to put my my ideas down and a lot of times what I've been hearing from people that I know that the ma- their major complaint was they weren't respected and they didn't feel that their ideas or their thoughts were respected in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's even let's even explore that even more. Why do you feel that they're not respected? Because a lot of times that's also an issue too. Now, if you are delivering your ideas or thoughts or whatever at an inopportune time, then no, the person may not hear you. They may not take it seriously because you didn't take your thoughts, ideas, and feelings seriously by presenting it and make presenting it at a time where this person has no choice but to pay attention. You know, that's also very important, too. Timing is also important when we deliver a message. Uh-huh, true. You know, sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes that's difficult when we are, um, when we're not used to doing it. 
and we, we've been closed now for a very long time. Sometimes we, we don't know when we should talk about the subject. When When is a good time? But we also got to figure out when's a not a good time. A not a good time is when somebody's at work. That's not a good time. That's true because your attention span... <laughs> that's true because your attention span is someplace else. Absolutely. That's true. Not only your attention... Not only your intention span, but also your stress level. Depending right. on what kind of job you got. You could be stressed out. Mm-hmm. If you know they're making cuts at the if they if, if your partner's getting, you know, could be in line for getting cut at the job, is that really the good time to talk to them about why they spend so much money on beers and smoking and all that? That's not a good time. <laughs> that's true. That that's true. Or, or that's not a good time to talk about the other person you think that they see it. That's not right. a good time. Yeah, you, good you time. know, and I find that a lot of people think they're slick. They try to slip, you know, stuff like that. You don't call me on my job to tell me about that. You understand what I'm saying? Because really, you, you, and you're right about that. I had to think about that for a minute. Because people are slick. Sometimes they'll call you on a job. And they'll talk to you about some BS, about, oh, yo, I heard somebody was telling me that you seeing somebody. And I said, whoa. I said, you don't call me at my job about that. You never do that. You know what's another inopportune time? And I'm having flashbacks right now. <laughs> because of that. Remember I told you that I had took my ex to Miami um, about six years ago? And that's when she decided after we get off the plane, after my father took her home, met her family, that she was going to do like a sneak attack on me and accuse me of talking to somebody, seeing somebody after I just came off a vacation with you. And I'm going to tell you, I have to be a bad chick to drop you off, come home. And then have energy to deal with another person. And I'm not saying that people don't do that. But I felt like with this situation, my mind was on the trip. I was feeling good. Came home to relax and everything. And then you're going to come with the book. To me, that's some psychological crap right there. And that whatever is spinning in your brain, I don't know why did you feel. It's like, to me, I think you're I think you're crazy. I just think you straight crazy because for you to diabolically in your mind do that what was you going what was, what the hell was you thinking when we was in Miami and then you were making yeah. and then at the same and you know I should have saw some signs also because it was like when we went to Miami she kept apologizing to me about oh you know I, I know you know um, I'm spoiling it for you down here and I'm not being myself. That was the warning signal right there. Mm-hmm. That was the warning signal. So you're right about that. There's, to me, it's like you wait till we get back home and then you then you turn bipolar on me and then <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, that really, I'm gonna tell you, psychologically, that threw me for a loop because I said, you know what, you're crazy something wrong with you that you had to do that mm-hmm. 
because I'm like I'm relaxed and then it's like a plan of attack and 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 I feel like to me I said I just got to busting my ass working my job put my money together to take you on a nice trip and then this is how you do me no I was like listen whatever you thinking in your mind you must be doing because no way in the world you gonna come at me with that arsenal so fierce if you wasn't doing something and you was feeling bad about it and maybe I'm the sucker maybe I am you know what I'm saying Uh, cause I you know I put my money out for you but you probably doing your thing and then you want right. to try to reverse psychology. So you're right about that. Continue. Continue with that. What do you think about that? Well, you mean the incident that you were expressing to me? Yeah. And, and just your thoughts overall about the timing of how you approach people. You know what I mean? Well, I have a big philosophy. Those that accuse nine times out of ten do. Meaning that if someone is constantly accusing me of cheating nine times out of ten, they either are cheating or did cheat. Right. Meaning that I, I, I'll give it a limit. Meaning, like, let's say you have an argument and, you know, emotions get heated and they say, oh, well, you're seeing somebody. I think you're seeing somebody. Okay, if it's said maybe once or twice and it never brought up again because they, they didn't really feel like they were just maybe talking crap because sometimes that's what people do. And that's a story. I understand that. I get it. I got it. But when someone is constantly doing that, looking behind closed doors, everything, looking under your bed, all this other stuff, then I believe that they are, they are doing that. Okay. As far as that, you know, her time her timing was um, horrible. <laughs> you yeah. know, and but it also goes to show her mentality because. In, in that particular case, it sounds like that she was so fed up and that she believed that so strongly that she didn't care. Right. She didn't and care I don't feel she, she, she didn't care. Her, That's right. She, right. She wanted to get her point across. And um, her point was to, um, her point was to, to do that. Know that this is how she felt, and she didn't care. She did not care at all. It didn't matter to her, and she was going to say what she wanted to say when she wanted to say it. Right. And and I I felt like to me she didn't care because you get off the plane, you smiling in my face, you smiling in my father's face. You trying to make like everything is cool and everything ain't cool. And then you saying to me in Florida, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not that being that much fun or whatever. And I, like I said, I think that was the that was the warning shot. But then I didn't think that she was going to go bipolar to me and go off like that and then turn around. And then when I got home. She she was it's like she was stalking me. I was in I was going to my I just came from the supermarket, come to the door, and she was in the fucking stairwell. Excuse my friend, sorry. She was in the stairwell. And I said, wait a minute, what are you doing here? What is this? You know what I'm saying? Well, I heard you talking on the and I said, you know what? I cannot believe what's happening right now. That's how I felt. Yeah, but there was also some other underlying issues there, most likely, because 
um, like I said, when you do something like that, and you know, because I've had that happen to me a couple of times where I'm talking to someone and they hear the TV in the background. Oh, you got a, you you got somebody over there? It's the TV. Right, right. You got somebody in the bed? You got? I heard somebody. I heard a voice in the background. I'm like, okay, you heard the TV. What do you mean you heard a voice? Yeah, but it, and the funny part is they don't believe it's a TV. No, they don't. They swear it's somebody in your house. Like I said, I got to be a bad chick to have you and have somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I was uh, like, well, what? Maybe you are. Hey. In their mind, obviously. Well, obviously, I, I, in evidently, their mind, I must be. Because in your mind, that's what you think it is. But anyway, but that's what, but you write about the timing. And timing is key. Right. I mean, I believe you can say whatever you need to say. You know, you can express your feelings. You can get them out. But it's also very important for you to choose the right time to, to say that. You know, I mean, sometimes you, you can't wait. But don't call them. If you got to text them, then text them. I mean, that's just as annoying. But it's real important. Maybe you should write it down or something like that to get it out. To, you know, get your feelings out. And, you know, I, I probably get shot for saying this, but a lot of times we black women don't know how to choose the right time. No, we don't. You know, we don't care, no, who, we don't get, care. who loses their job or right. anything like that because we have to get our feelings out. And that's because we've oppressed our feelings. Right. We've oppressed how we communicate and don't know how to communicate. Right. Because in whatever culture we're in, you know, we may not feel valued or we may not want to rock the boat. Sometimes right. we oppress ourselves so much just because we don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want him to get mad because I don't want him to leave. So we won't say nothing to him or her. And they need to be talked to. They, they need somebody to get in there behind and they need to know what the problem is. But we don't want to say nothing to them because we don't want no problem. Right. And that's not a good thing. Yeah, we, we were know? avoiding. You know, that's avoidance. Well, yeah. it's also avoidance, too, because a lot of times, you know, and I remember having a whole argument with a friend of mine about this. And, you know, they were talking about their wife and their situation and everything like that. And, you know, they was like, well, she didn't have any problems. And um, she didn't have any problems because I took care of everything. And I said, well, did she ever try to leave you before? He was like, yeah, she did. But, you know, I shut that down. You know, because I listened to her and then I got into her ass about whatever. I said, okay, right there's the problem. She wanted to leave, but you're not trying to hear that. <laughs> right. So that's where you solve the problem. So then when she left you, now you're angry at her because you don't understand why she's leaving. And even if she told you, obviously, even if she told you the truth on why she left, you're still not going to listen because you're hearing what you want to hear. Right. You want to hear the good stuff, which is you're not a bad guy. You're not hearing. Um, you're not hearing anything else. Okay, so that that's where it's also you know it's important for you to pay attention to what the person is saying and allow them to speak, right? Or to write down what you need to say, right? And 
in doing so, that's the next point where you have to get to know your single self. Wow. Yeah, that's that's very profound. I really want to explore that one and talk a little more about getting to know your single self is not the self before is is not the self you are. Yeah, it's not the self before you got in a relation before you became single. Those are two different people. Right. Because now you've had time to heal, maybe, hopefully. You have time to grow. And you've gotten some time to learn about yourself. And it's important for you to understand what you've changed in. Right. See, because when you were in relationships before, you could have been very... Um, you could have been extremely... Um, you didn't stand up for anything. You compromised on everything. Yeah, you, didn't you stand repressed up yourself. yourself. Yeah, you, and now yeah. your new single self won't allow you to do that. You right, because you don't know how to. to right, huh? That's because you don't know how to. You don't know. Well, you may not have known how to, but what I'm saying is now that you're single, your new single self won't allow you to allow someone to just come in and take over because you didn't like that when you were in a relationship. Right. You see what I mean? See, prior to you becoming totally single for whatever your reason, I'm saying that you've had some time to heal and grow and learn about yourself. You know, learn about what you don't like. And maybe in your previous relationships, now that you got hindsight 2020 and you're by yourself, and now you want to start a new relationship. You want to do things a little differently. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, and I believe we talked about that in in, in a, a previous podcast where we talked about, you know, you get, you, you get like three major relationships in your life. The first one is young love, first love. Mm-hmm. The second one is the, the love that teaches you a lesson. Mm-hmm. And the last love is the love that you want it to be. Yeah. So the thing, what I'm saying is when you're mm-hmm. a single self, now you're moving on to a relationship that you really want it to be. Yeah. So yeah. in order for it to be the relationship that you want it to be, that means you've changed. You're not going to be as compromising. You're not going to be as trusting. You're not going to give away all of yourself. You're not going to do all these things. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more guarded. You're going to be more protective. You're That's going right. to understand your fears, which is the next one. And that's part of understanding self. Right. Understanding your needs. <laughs> yeah. Understanding fear. Yes. Understanding your needs and understanding your fear. What are you afraid right. of? Because a lot of times people, what they are afraid of, and, and this is what we have to be careful of, is they're afraid of being lonely. Well, absolutely. You know why? Because there's a stigma with being lonely being yes, by there yourself is. and especially if you're a there's, woman there's a big stigma yeah mm-hmm. because because remember especially if you're a woman <laughs> yeah it, it is because i feel that we a lot of us were raised that if you were not married by a certain age or you didn't have x number of babies by this time or had a baby you're washed up and we put these and to me those are pressures that means you're putting societal pressures on yourself for no reason. And a lot of times we learn that later on. But we're, I'm not here to compete against you. 
What 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 makes you function makes you function. What makes me function makes me function. Sometimes you don't find what I always tell people is sometimes you don't really find your true mate until you get older. You know right, what I'm because you don't know yourself until then. That's right. Hallelujah. Let's you know, let's get an amen for that. And it's true. You don't start having better relations, sometimes better or serious relationships until you get older. You know what I'm saying? And that and yep. that's what's key. You know? Well, that's because you don't understand you don't understand self until you get older. That's right. That's why. And and that's why I feel it's bullshit. Everybody moves at a different pace. And um, I, I feel like, and, and, and then too, even with marriage, sometimes we don't really get married until later. You're finding that there's more and more people that they get married in their 50s. Their first marriage. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. The, the first, the first, sometimes, because I know for me, I mean, I want to get married and everything. But I know my marriage is gonna be late. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody, oh Terry, I thought you would have been. I say I thought so too, and I thought I was gonna have four kids. <laughs> you thought you was gonna have four kids? Uh, huh? Yes. You thought I thought I was gonna have seven. Oh shit. <laughs> that, <laughs> Listen, I, I thought I was going to have four kids. I wanted four kids. For real, I wanted four children. But you know what the funny is? I wanted seven. You wanted seven, right? You, I know you love kids. I know you do. Um, I do. I love. I think I like, like teenagers more. They're more annoying because nobody likes teenagers, and I love teenagers. But you know what I what I understood. But you know I ended up raising three. You know with my ex. Um, you know, so mm, I mean, I mean, see, I, let me count. Let me count my ex boyfriends. That those are probably the ones <laughs> I raised and didn't realize because they act like damn kids, getting on damn nerves. Uh huh. But do you understand what I'm saying? I wanted four kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. I. I I wanted like I wanted well, I definitely wanted to be married, living in a nice house. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 you know, the little study. I mean, I did get married, but you know, now I'm like uh single. Well, I'm not single. But Well you're divorced you know, and now you and you and I'm definitely you're, divorced. You've been through the I'm divorce. Now divorced. you're single. You're single. Yes. Yeah, right. I mean technically I'm single, meaning I'm not filing anybody on my W two. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's where it counts most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, that I I had to like look at the reality that maybe it's not it wasn't time for me, and that's I kept right. forcing something. I kept forcing a square peg in a round hole. That's right. Doesn't mean, you know, being a professor does not mean I give up on love, sex, and relationships. Absolutely not. I believe in them wholeheartedly. That's right. I believe in the union. I believe in romance. I believe in keeping the spark alive. But for me personally, I feel that my mission 
is already set and I need to I honor that and I make sure that whoever I encounter honors that too and understands that right that is not that easy being on that grind you know I've tried to put it aside and you know get a relationship and, and sometimes you know some people feeling have to compete with my relationship I mean right. with with what I love to do and I remember it hearing something very profound by Will Smith when he talked about his relationship with Jada. Yeah. And he said his, her happiness is not his responsibility. Wow. And she should be happy before they get that's, in a relationship. That's right. And when I first, I'll never, when I first heard it, I was like, yo, that shit sounds fucked up. But then when I stopped and thought about it, he's right. I'm not responsible for your happiness. Your ass needs to be happy when we get together. That's right. And ha- happiness includes you being comfortable with who you are and yes. what you want to do on this earth and who you are as an individual and what you represent in your life. That's right. If you're not content with this, there's not much I can do. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to talk about that. We gonna, was... That's going to be another show. Yeah, we're that's going to be another. That has to be another one. show. <laughs> Next one is um, say yes to the maybe. Now, when it says yes to the maybe, um, it says don't discount maybes. And I think maybes also probably include those people who you say maybe to. Listen, I was a maybe. <laughs> you was a maybe, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was a maybe. Because mm-hmm. remember, I told you, <clears throat> Martha was really hesitant about going with somebody shorter than her. Hey, uh, I, got, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Because that's not what, you know, her idea, well, I guess her knight in shining armor was a tall person. <laughs> but then. <laughs> And she said, "I that's had a to lot get... of women. That's a lot of first of all. That's a lot of women. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's a lot of women's fantasy. <laughs> her, I guess, yeah, that's her fantasy. Her fantasy was to have another tall person, but, but what won her over was me, not my height. And well, she, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's because... not about it, it. In essence, it's not about." The, it's not always about the wrapping of the package. It's what's in, inside the package. That's right. It's what's I mean, inside. I mean, I can, I can say that too. Like, I, you know, started seeing someone that, I mean, I, I think I had my, it wasn't even a maybe. Let me, let me, let's be crystal clear. It wasn't even a maybe. It was a, it was a probably absolutely not. Ah! Damn. Ain't happened, Captain. Wow. But that was, yeah. it was a combination. It was a combination of things. And it was really because of the big part of it was because of a lot of friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of girlfriends that are from different islands and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm a combination of Southern and, and Caribbean islands. Right. But my girlfriends used to always say, don't date the Caribbean man, don't date a Caribbean man, they're gonna use you, they're gonna this, they're gonna that, they're gonna this, they're gonna that. Um, and that was 
you know, that, that resonated in my head because, I mean, they were Caribbean and they know, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, meeting this person and, you know, talking and everything. So, but they didn't have an accent, not one that I could hear right away. Right. At all. But I already knew that they were Caribbean, but they just never exposed that. For whatever reason, I realize some people do, some people don't. But the meat and potatoes of the conversation was, you know, I said to them, I said, you know, I I have dated, and I have dated Caribbean men in the past, um, but nothing ever panned out. But I just said, you know, I, I really don't date Caribbean men. And he, he's, you know, he asked me why. And I, you know, I explained to him, I said, you know, this is what it, he said, so how did, how has it worked out for you with black American men? And I said, they ain't worked out well in the other area either. So I, and he said, well, wow. <laughs> and I could say shit. <laughs> you know, sitting there like, oh, no. You're like, what? <laughs> and that was the funny thing, right? So that's when I was like, oh, well, you know, let's, you know, I'm going to wipe away those prejudices. But I was able to share with that person I shared with him how you know people told me stuff like that and I didn't know how to respond because you don't I said and you know you would think your girlfriends would be protective well you don't know like you just don't know right you know and but it was Oh, it definitely not became this maybe and then it's like oh okay it's cool not so bad this is crazy as everybody else but what's the difference <laughs> same yeah. issues like got got different issues but nonetheless that maybe could be I and mean, a lot of times that maybe or absolutely not because even with with uh, your friend the, the same thing holds true Mm-hmm. In her mind, she was like, "No, I'm dating somebody tall. I'm, you know, this is what I'm looking for. This is what it's supposed to be. Right? That's mm-hmm. what you think." Right. But then, when that person shows you another side, or, or you, you know, you show them a different side, then they're like, "Hmm, maybe." Right. Or they see, or basically, they see the beauty in you. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. she saw the beauty in you. At the end of the day, I saw the beauty in him. He saw the beauty in me. At the end of the day, both of you see the beauty in, in, each, in each other. In each other, And right. then maybe becomes a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Which is, on the next, goes to the next one, a path to commitment has changed. <laughs> so oh, wow. Sometimes okay. that person... Yeah, so sometimes... You know, what we think we want or what we think we don't want is totally different. You know, um, and it's like you're not sure. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, and the dating thing, you just have to see how it goes. You know, don't put pressure on each other, but learning about each other because things have definitely changed in the commitment area on on how things should be what we should say what we should do you know and that's why I said it's important to know self yeah because your role to commitment may be different than it was 5 minutes ago 5 years ago 10 years ago 15 years ago like Whoa. you both said you said you wanted four kids yeah, I did. You was gonna be married, whatever, right? I thought, I, I said, and I, I didn't think, and, and, and I wanted four kids. 
I was willing to have a baby out of wedlock. Um, what? With, yes, with with one guy. But then I thought about that and I said, hell no, because then I wouldn't yeah. be then I wouldn't be able to get rid of him. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. not saying, not saying he's not a nice guy or whatever. But I just saw some things in him that made me rethink that. You know, because I, I think also I was going along with what was going on and people was having kids and everything. And I said, oh well, you know, if I, you know, um, I wouldn't mind having a kid with him. But then I thought about it. I said, nope. So I did think about that. I was thinking about having a child, and we, you know, we would raise it, raise the child separately. <clears throat> We'd be together in terms of raising a kid, but we wouldn't be together, you know. Um, but I, but I thought about that. I said, nah, that's not really going to work. The reality of that is, um, <clears throat> I mean, he agreed to it, but then I thought, I said, nah, that's okay. I said no. I'm glad that that plan did not go through. You know, because um, it, it, I think to me it's, it's it's great to be in a union where you can raise the kids together. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I, I definitely did want four kids. Um, 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 yeah, I did. You know, so it's amazing how when you look back on that, that things change. But based on this thing here about the path to commitment, you know, you know, be, you know, before people would date one person and then settle down very quickly. But you, but today you can date around, so you don't have to get set on one particular person. You know, in terms of the seriousness, you know, you want to you want to make sure that you see certain di- things. You know, you can make comparisons. You can see what strength, what strengths they have, what strengths they don't have. You know what I'm saying? But I think before you settle down, I think you should date a, a few times before you settle down with one person. Well, I remember I, when I was younger, I had this lady that used to live on my block, Miss Tina, the older uh-huh. lady. And, you know, she walked with her cane. And, you know, she stopped and she talked to me and my friends. She said, I got a piece of advice for you young girl. And we were like, yes, Miss Tina, yes. Because, we, you know, she was a respected woman in the neighborhood. She was married for so long, blah, 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 You know, and she said, before you settle down with that stallion, you better ride a couple of them before you pick them <laughs> <laughs> okay, she said you better ride a couple of them. Yeah, she said you need to ride a couple of stallions before you. No, she's right. Stick with one. That's right. And the same thing, like when we was in high school. You know, when I was in high school, I dated guys, a lot of guys. I had a boyfriend in Queens. I had a boyfriend in Brooklyn. I had a boyfriend in the Bronx. You know, and these were da- guys that different guys I dated. You know what I'm saying? Never got stuck on one guy. You know, and mm-hmm. then you know, the, you know, sometimes culturally, where you know, women are taught to stick with one guy. See, guys, they're taught to see as many women as possible before they make a selection. But uh-huh. to me, as a female back then, I did the same thing because I didn't want to be stuck with one guy. 
I wanted to see as di- many different guys as possible. First of all, um, um, there was guys that were, you know, this one I like hanging out with him because he's funny. This one I like hanging out with him because he, you know, he hot looking or whatever. Then I have one that like to take me out, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. You know, and I and I just think that's normal. You should do that. I, but I don't think today we do enough of that. Not even young people. Well, you know, uh, no, young people, I think young this new generation is far different than previous generations uh-huh. when it comes to dating and seeing other yeah. people. I think let's, let's make sure we're clear on what dating means and what, uh, what it does not mean. Mm-hmm. Dating means just that dating. Not right. Having sex with each and every person is a difference. Well, no, that's different. Because, but what I'm saying, you right. know, but what, some people don't understand out, the difference. Right. Right. A lot of people don't understand the difference between mm-hmm. dating and, um, right. and having you sex know, with people. <laughs> having sex. Remember, and we had that conversation women. last night that the huh? difference. Remember we had that conversation last night Just as a sidebar That the difference between spontaneity With sex is different between young and old And that kids, Absolutely You know cause kids can have a conversation Y'all be talking is good con- Oh let's have sex with, with older people It's different because there's more pretense Before you have sex You know right. Yep yeah, but I think that's also also attributed to. Now that I'm thinking about it, it also attributes to because a lot of times women get emotionally tangled sexually. Right. Not mm-hmm. every woman can detach themselves sexually. If they that's can true. detach themselves, they would be more like men. Yeah. A lot of times when a woman has sex, and on top of that, let's add that she doesn't understand her body, and he understands her body and he can bring her to different levels of ecstasy then he can control her point blank period right and 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 that could be male or female and that's where the problem is now if a woman can if a woman can you know detach herself and she knows her body and he can't hook her like that then that's a different animal right so that's why a lot of times women need to learn how to date so they know what they want and what they don't want Mm-hmm. In a relationship or what they're looking for And when they're ready to, to to be with someone sexually It'll be okay with them And they're okay with it and they're comfortable right. But a lot of times when they get into relationships And the man or the woman knows and can, can dominate their, their body And you know this, this, oh, this is what happens sometimes This is why some men don't like gay women Because you know, lesbians may understand a woman's body. Why? Because she's a woman. Right. <laughs> so yeah, she can take your girl if you're not paying attention to your girl's body. He'd be the one to tell you that, but it's true. You know. You know that. When you don't pay attention. Huh? That, well, that's true. But I think that goes for anything. If uh, if just like if it was another man, you know, if that man understands that woman better than you do, then you're gonna lose her to that man. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But I'm just saying that when it's a heterosexual man and he gets mad, then right. he's not looking at that because right. he's just looking at it as another man. That's right. Whereas if it's a woman, it's different. And I'm saying at the end of the day, that's why people don't encourage women to have sex 
with multiple partners because a lot of women don't understand their body. And if a woman does understand their body, then that woman is labeled. You know what I mean? Yeah. She could be a freak. She could be she. she she could be a lesbian. They'll call, you know, they'll be right. like, oh, well, you, 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 this, you like men, you, you like other women, you like this. You, you know, they'll pick on whatever. Right. Or just, or if they, maybe she, or if hmm? she's, if she swings, you understand what I'm saying? She's right. judged if she swings, you know, or she's judged that she has a polyamorous relationship. You understand? And that because meaning that when it's polyamorous, and I was talking with my friend about that, and he's and he's polyamorous. He he because he says with polyamorous, it's, it's out in the open. Well, it's out in the o- open, but it's also, and there's rules. There's, there's well, there's everything has rules and also has an understanding, but just like a polyamorous relationship for work, it's. It's because everybody understands their place. Right. <laughs> See, anytime something does not work, you don't understand your place. Like when you're at the job, if you're working for someone and you decide to tell your boss how you really feel about something they did, you don't understand your place. Right. So if you get fired, you now you know why. If you are the side chick in a relationship and you think you should be the wife and you approach the wife and tell her, that you're there and you're going to take over, you don't understand your place. Right. Okay? That's the problem with so many relationships. People don't understand their place. Right. You got holes. You got some holes believing that they could be a housewife. You got some housewives that don't know how to be a wife. That's true. You know? Or what it, it takes to be a wife. Mm-hmm. How to carry yourself as a wife. Right, and that's and that's important. You do have to know your place, and and if you yes. want to be in that role, you, you have to know your know your know your place. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And if you don't know your place, then that's 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 where these issues come from. Right. You understand? You understand? Understanding your place makes life easier for you now if you don't like your place that's a different animal then it's well, time for you well yeah to, that's a different that's to, a different beast right then you need to change your place and you need to do the work to get out of that place but the point is when you understand your place your life is a lot easier it's less stressful it's less annoying and so forth and so on so the next one is Online dating is here to stay. That's right. Like you talked about, yeah, like you talked about earlier, the lack of um, communication. Online or interaction, personal interactions, online dating is going to stay because it's very hard for people to approach other people, especially good looking people or someone they find attractive or someone that quote unquote is outside of their territory. And you know, um, some people have a problem with online dating. To me, you know, people say it's dangerous. To me, it can be, it, it can hold the same dangers as meeting someone in person. Mm-hmm. You know, because eventually you're going to meet the person in person. Right. And yes, someone can track you down or, or, or stalk you, but so can someone do in person. Like, this is what people do. And, you know, that happens. That's That's all part of 
for all part of the whole process. So, you know, we're going to go on to the next one, which is dating rules have changed. Oh, my God. No kidding. Um, I think they've changed, but some of them remain the same, depending on who you're dealing with. I think they've changed. They've changed. They've changed if you don't know what you're looking for. They've changed if you have no set standards. What do you think about that? Well, you know, um, I don't know because because women still have to be careful. Um, and because especially I'm I'm looking at this and they they speak a lot about straight women, you know. Um, uh huh. And you know, and it depends. Because there are some men that they like, you know, I, I find that the younger, um, those that may be, maybe 35 and up, meaning 35 and back, like to the 20s or whatever, they don't mind chicks being aggressive. Okay? But then you have those that are older, like our age and maybe in their 60s, they, some of them like the women to be a little bit um, less aggressive. And it really depends. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of the rules have changed, and some I think for the younger, for for the um, millennials, I think it's different. Um, but I think those that are like Gen Xers and, and baby boomers, some of them still like they women to be. Um, you know, and I'm not saying there's some exceptions, but some some still like the the man, the, the, the especially in straight relationships, let the man be the pursuer. Now I'm gay. Right, so newsflash, right? So, <laughs> I, I, to me, it, you know, in our community, it's it can be those lines can be drawn the same way. The 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 lesbians that are older, they're especially the because we've had this conference. I went to this conference for masculine centered females, and um, it was interesting to hear in the room. You know, some of them, depending on the age. The older ones that's like in their 60s and up, you know, they are from that era where they were like the man. They approached the woman, you know. But then those that are like my age, I would say Gen Xers and millennials, a lot of us, um, um, we, we would do the approach, or if they approached us. It didn't bother me if I approached you or, I, or you approached me. In fact, what turns me on is that you approached me. And I'll give you an example. When I met Martha and we were in the bar, she came over to me. I was sitting with my friend Ruben in the corner and we were drinking and I was looking her way now. Don't get me wrong. I was looking at her. You know, I thought she was cute and I saw she was hanging with these other chicks, but she was a very pleasant face. I thought her face was pleasant. And I said, you know, I was going to make my way over there to say hello. But I was like, you know, I was kind of a little shy a little bit too. But she made her way over to us. Not only did she make her way to me, she bought me and Ruben drinks. So she was the aggressor. And I'm going to be honest with you. That turned me on. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so the rules can be the, the rules can be they've changed, but not really. But I think depending on the age, 
the age group that you fall in. But even when I went to the conference, even the older lesbians said that they even had to change how they thought about dating themselves because it's a different time. And if they want, and if there is somebody that they like, like some of them, you know, when I was watching the, the show Pose, Pose, I like Pose because you get a chance to see the young and the old together in the ballroom scene, in the ballroom um, atmosphere, which is popular in the gay community. And what I liked was, is that you could be older and not, and still be attracted to somebody younger. And a lot of times we do, we tend not to approach a younger person because we already put in our head that they're like children. But you but you have to remember they're adults too. They're just younger adults. But the fact mm-hmm. is is that you can be attracted to whoever. And it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. like like you know um you know there there are young people that they really got their act together today one thing i noticed about young people today they're on a mission and they, and some of them got it going on they running two three businesses online and i'm impressed with that you know maybe one business mm-hmm. and they have and they and they and they talk with authority and they talk with maturity but but at the same time you could be attracted to them so don't ever, I feel to me, don't be, that's where I feel the rules have changed. Because now, mm-hmm. you know, you're still a human being. You still like to feel attractive. You still like to look good. You still want to be admired. Just because you get a certain age don't mean you don't look good. In fact, sometimes that's what's turning mm-hmm. the youngins on. They see you, they be like, yo, I want to be like you when I grow up. You understand that type of thing. But at the same time, you can be attracted to a younger person. I know mm-hmm. I have, I have, I, you know, I mean, I have my limits, but then too, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 54 in February, but I'm not, you know, but you know, I can be attracted to somebody 10 years younger than me. A person 10 years younger than me would be 44. My ex, mm-hmm. I was, my ex, I was six years older than her. She will just be turning. She'll be only turning 49 this year. So when I met her, mm-hmm. She was like 36. Mm-hmm. I was already 42. You know what I'm saying? So don't worry mm-hmm. about the age. And even with um, seeing Martha, Martha's got me by almost two years. And even she said that because, because she has dated older people. She never dated anybody younger than her. And even though there's a two years mm-hmm. difference, she made it seem like it was this huge gap. I told us, listen. You only was born in, in 1963. Mm. So you you almost three mm. years older than me. So what? Because at the yeah, end of the happens. day, we're both in the 50s. What does that matter? <laughs> think, think about that. You know, people be like making a big difference. Oh, you 50 and I'm 55. Shit, we're in the 50s. <laughs> what difference does it make when you both in your 50s? That's why I tell people, maybe when we was teenagers, you might have not looked at me. And, and I understand that because mm-hmm. when you when you 16 and you with somebody 13, you ain't hardly thinking about them. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay? But when you start that, getting older, right, you be like, you know, oh, you, you got a different perspective there. But it's like my buddy, my bandmate, he just turned 50 um, today. And, and I said, welcome to the 50s club, buddy. 
I said, welcome. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, mm-hmm. what you think, sis? What you think? We're dating someone younger? Yeah. Oh my God! Now you know I'm all I'm all for oh, that. Oh no, honey, I asked the wrong person, right? <laughs> I am all for that. You are. Um. You know. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm all for that for a variety of different reasons. Most people would say, "Oh, well, you're all for that for." Um, the sex part because that's a professor and that's what the professor talks about and I I don't I think that that can hold true but um, I think also it also depends on the individual it also depends on the individual because you have some people that are they have a young spirit everything is more young about them so a lot of times they don't need to be with someone old like that that's true. You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you can have a you can have a very on... a very young spirit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean I know some people that are my age, and goddamn it, they act old as shit. Like, yeah, yeah, they <laughs> like, do. Damn, they very they very settled. Younger than me, and they act older than me. Right. Like, I'm like, and how old are you? Again? How old are you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, you acting like my grandmother. Right, you acting like <laughs> my grandmother don't even act like that. Yeah, you know. So, you know, it's 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 interesting, and you know, I mean, it can it can pose its challenges. I mean, for me, a quote unquote older person dating someone who is younger, it can it can it can pose challenges. But like I said. uh a lot of it is a growing experience. And it also depends on the individual that you deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, if, yeah. you know, everybody's going to have their quirks. Everybody's going to have their issues. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to respect. You yeah, know, it does. Because you can have, you could be, you know, most people say, oh, an older woman would go with a younger person for sex. I mean, you could say the same thing about an older guy who goes with a younger woman for sex. You know, so sex doesn't always have. I mean, because you can have bad sex with someone your age. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is that. I mean, that, that is happens. true. Like, let's not get this twisted. We can have bad sex with someone your same exact age. That happens. That's right. Um, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. If you don't take care of yourself, you don't take care of yourself. And you can have sex with someone that's younger than you. I mean, it's it's. To me, that that really depends. I don't think that should always be uh, for uh, a main reason. Some people, and I think when people attack it like that, that's because of their own issues. And they probably have a poor sex life, so they're mad at you because you got a good sex life and you look good. Like, because you know, when you have good sex, you look younger. Listen, <laughs> you look, look right. Th- that's right. When you I mean, listen, that's scientifically proven. Li- listen. When you have, <laughs> that's why I said stop it. Tell people to stop it. When you have sex, you 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 it, it takes care of your body, your metabolism, your hormones, all of that stuff, and and you're vibrant. You understand what I'm saying? You are vibrant. Um, yeah, and that's but also important. your skin. You also your skin glows too. Like yes. when you have better sex, when you reach orgasm, climax, and so forth and so on, you have better skin. Like your skin glows. Like purities are left the body. The that's whole right. Yard. Like people don't believe that. Listen, like, there's many ways to detox. That's another way to detox. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, but women especially, I mean, I think it's uh, important for women to climax and, and reach that. I mean, that's the difference between having a flat stomach and a not-so-flat stomach. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that is going to be another topic. That's a listen. To, right now, we're going we're gonna to end this. We're going to get, we got to end this because we could go off and pay because we haven't been on here for a minute. That, that's right. We sure can. <laughs> you know, and just to, just to wrap up, you know, is that, you know, when you jump back into the dating scene, that, you know, it can be all sorts of uncomfortable, but your clothes don't have to be, you know what I'm saying? You know, but anyway, that was an advertisement, but what I'm saying is... <laughs> I don't say that, I'm like... I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you, you know what, listen, no, that, that's, that's... A, well, that, that, uh, wait a minute, but I think, well, that is, whether it's an advertisement or not, I think if you want to come back in the dating scene, uh, it is very important that you do not look like the 1980s in the year 2000. That, yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes, please, please put away your, your, you know, the John Travolta hair and 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 the gabardine pants and stuff like that, and the marshmallow Ooh, shoes. No, don't cut. Don't you, you know, if you're not having a '70s party, don't dress like the '70s. <laughs> Is that that? Am I correct? Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I have to agree 100%. I mean, you should take the time to find that friend because we all have that one friend who's a fashion plate. That's right. And if we don't have that one, if we don't have that one friend who's a fashion plate, we at least know somebody that knows somebody that is a fashion plate. And That's that right. Give you little tips on how to improve yourself. That's right. Don't come in so. there wearing gold chains and gold fronts. Well, I might have, you know, down in the south, you know, these young people today from the south wear them gold fronts. Like the old school. Wait a minute, all my all my famous the canary yellow suit with the uh, canary yellow gaiters. Oh, <laughs> listen. Or royal blue. Right. Or they come in. They come in there with a chinchilla coat. You understand what I'm saying? And got on gaiters. You know what I'm saying? And and then they and then they take off and they wearing a leather vest with denim. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> the whole outfit. You know? Yeah. So definitely. You there? Hey. Well, this is a Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor with the professor and professor t love coming at you here on live 365 just want to let you know that you know you know put your best foot forward when you're dating and don't you know what i'm saying don't not do not limit your opportunities you know what i'm saying don't limit your opportunities at all and um you know don't ever limit your opportunities. Hey, hey, we get, we lost connection there, so yeah. All right, so well, we can wrap up anyway. Well, so. so so professor, tell people how they can reach you. Uh, you can reach the professor at the professor at Love, Sex, and Relationship or Instagram at POB Professor, as well as 
Twitter, the professor <laughs> at Pearls of Black, or you could just email me at Pearls of Black at gmail.com. All right. So definitely, you know, make sure you hit up the professor. And if you're interested in sponsoring love, sex, and relationships, definitely hit up the professor. Professor, what's your email that they can hit you up at if they're interested or the making inquiries? The professor at love, sex, and relationships.com or pearlsblack at gmail.com. All right. And make sure you tune in to hear love, sex, and relationships right here on live365.com on a bowl of soul, a mixture of soul music where you can get 24 hours, seven days of the week, 365 days of soul where you can also listen to a bowl of soul broadcast, which is a one hour broadcast, which you can not only uh, catch on live365, but on www.prn.fm at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 3 p.m. Pacific, you can hit me up at a bowl of soul at gmail.com as well as at a bowl of soul on Twitter. I am also on Instagram, Professor T Love on Instagram, and also make sure you like my Facebook page, A Bowl of Soul, a mixed stew of soul music. And if you definitely, if you want to, uh, uh, sponsor a bowl of soul or love, sex, and relationships. Hit me up at a bowl of soul at gmail.com, and you can also reach out to a bowl of soul at 347 292 1232. And this is the end of love, sex, and relationships. And we like to say, have ha first of all, happy dating, right? And just have a Yay. great 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 night good night good night